0: On any given day here, about 60,000 children and teenagers do not show up for school. Helplines for parents, they report the number of calls about kids refusing to go to school and other issues relating to absences has doubled since the lockdown. So what can parents do if a child won't or can't attend classes? Where do they go and who can help? It's a very broad issue, but Kerry is the mother of a teenager in Dublin. She's in studio with us this morning. Good morning, Kerry. Good morning. Uh, Here to tell us about your particular experience because, Kerry, one day... Your son just stopped going to school. Can you can you take us back to that and what happened?
1: Yeah, if I take you back to um twenty twenty mm-hmm. he um had a normal primary school experience. He went to a really lovely small primary school out near us mm-hmm. and he was happy, he was confident, he was social, he really loved primary school. And then I suppose the pandemic hit the whole of Ireland in fifth class of his Time in fifth class and the schools around the country closed their doors. So he missed a lot of fifth and sixth. The end
0: of primary school. The end
1: of primary school. The really formative end of primary school. So I feel that played a big part in in him not being able to transfer to secondary school. So he started in secondary school in September 2021. Right. So we were still in the midst of the pandemic.
0: It was kind of opening and shutting. It was
1: opening and shutting. Rows and rules. Yes, kids were. Kept in, kids were allowed out. Um, So when he started in his secondary school, he'd never been in the school building before. So there was no inductions. There was nothing, you know, to to prepare them. Um, And they were all wearing masks and they were all in pods. So Mm -hmm. they were actively not encouraged to socialise. So despite all of that, he really loved secondary school. He joined clubs, he joined sports, he made friends and he seemed to be doing really, really well. And then in the January of first year, so the second term, he, just after Christmas, he started to show a little bit of reluctance to go to school. There was a couple of issues with friendships um, and he started complaining of pains in his tummy. Um, And he had his first panic attack in the second week in January. He'd never, ever had anxiety before. He never showed any signs of any, you know, worries or anything like that mm. he he had a fight flight response in the car park in school
0: is that that's where the panic attack happens that's the, in first the car park. Panic did you attack. witness that yes That must a pretty scary it was
1: really it was really scary because on the surface it looked like something very very serious had happened because it was a real fight or flight response he basically curled up into a ball in the footwell of the car and said, screamed, get me out of here. So uh, obviously, myself and my husband's initial response was to try and find out what happened. Yeah. And so we began the journey through the GP. We went, we got a referral for CAMS. We. The mental
0: health services for young the people. The mental
1: health services. We really thought something had happened. In the meantime, we were trying to get him into school. So this was going on for. Five six months, we would get up. We would try get him into school. He would go into fighter flight. There was no getting him out of the car. There were teachers would come out to the car. They would reassure him. Wow. We, so he would.
0: You could get him out of bed, dressed.
1: He wanted to go. He really wanted okay. to go. He he wants an education, and he would speak. He would talk himself round every morning. He'd be like, "You've got this." I'm going to be okay. I know I'm safe, but we would get to the building and his body would just take over. So we tried lots of different therapies. We tried hypnotherapy because he was 13 at the time. So we, you know, we didn't want to do so much talk therapy, although we did do a course of CBT, which is. T- talk therapy mm-hmm. cognitive all, behavioural yeah, therapy yeah.
0: and I presume you would have been at this stage thinking it's the issues with friendships you mentioned that maybe something has happened in the school bullying or so on or my, just isolation yeah
1: my gut all along was that it was not one particular thing that it was a right. mix of a lot of things it was a mix of transferring to secondary school when he clearly hadn't you know been prepared um, friendships were were tricky um, he was very um he was a joker, so he was giddy. Yeah. And so he wasn't always focused, although really, really bright. he You know, he would be the joker too. He's good <laughs> So he's fun. the showman in the classroom. Showman, yeah. Very oh, popular. Just
0: all just came to a halt.
1: All just came to a crashing halt. He changed overnight. He absolutely changed overnight. And I was so frustrated because we could see that he had changed. A, a switch went off and nobody seemed to be able to tell us why. So we did as I say we did some amazing therapy with him. Yeah. Um but nothing nothing huge came out of the therapy. And so he would he would learn techniques, breathing techniques, he would read self-help books, he would journal.
0: So he was, was looking for solutions he himself. He was so
1: Grade, what are the conversations
0: station. like when you ask him, why can't you go to school? Or...
1: I, He would just say to me, mum, I don't know. Let's try. Let's go. And we would get there and his body would take over. And the panic attacks sometimes would go on for hours. It was like he went to some other place at times, mm-hmm. not all the time. But they would go on for hours and then I would question him afterwards and he would say, I don't remember. He just knew that if he got out of the car, he felt unsafe.
0: And he wouldn't remember the episode?
1: Not always. He wouldn't remember. You know, if teachers came out to the car in in the height of it, he wouldn't remember those conversations. He just was fighting for his life. He had to get out of the car park.
0: Presumably, after missing I think it's twenty days of school that it becomes an issue then, doesn't it? The
1: they school generally
0: that. gets in touch with the authorities
1: they say that, yeah,
0: what happens in your case?
1: um, no one came looking, no one came looking, so after
0: the twenty days and so no on. okay,
1: I mean, I was in touch with the school because I would come up with ideas and I would suggest it to them and and ask them for support in the mornings, so I suppose I was touching base. There was periods where I, where we kept him home because obviously his mental health was starting to suffer. Yeah. Um,
0: It's because of he just had no reason that he couldn't go to school. He
1: had no reason other that his body was telling him he was unsafe. That's as clear as I can say it. That's as clear as he can say it today. Yeah. Something was telling him. He had to get out of there. So I would bet- I would touch base with the school. But there was periods where, long periods where he didn't present in school and no one came looking. Okay. Um, because I
0: think the procedure is the school is supposed to contact Tuzla. Isn't that the idea? That's correct. And say there's a problem here. There's a kid not, that's correct. not coming to school. But maybe you had already been in touch with the school. Is that an explanation?
1: Um, I think they're so overwhelmed that oh, right. they didn't get to it.
0: So, did you have any interaction with Tuzla at all in the end?
1: I did at the end of the road. So.
0: So, how long was he out of school before? So
1: he was out of school. We moved him uh, in second year. We we decided to do a clean slate. We worked on okay. him all summer. He worked on himself. He was in a good place. He went. We st- We moved him to a smaller uh, secondary school near us. Yeah. He made the he made the choice. He had an interview, and he loved it. And he went in the first day and he loved it. He went in the second day and he thought to himself, what if I have a panic attack in here? Right. And that was it. And
0: it triggered again. And
1: that was it. He was gone again.
0: So he only did, he barely did two days.
1: He barely did two days. So that was second year. So that was the journey of second year. They were superb. The staff were all so kind, but Mm -hmm. there was nothing anyone could do that made him feel safe. So... They engaged with their NEP psychologist Mm -hmm. and Tusa got involved then. Right. So that was only after 10 months of that school.
0: Before we get into then what you do next, are there other parents? Is the school telling you this is something we're seeing increasingly post lockdown?
1: Absolutely. This is what they're telling you. Yeah. Um, And they're seeing it across the board with the other principals in the areas Mm -hmm. because they're all in touch with each other. But they, other than having a resource pack, they don't have a huge amount of support. And a child who's presenting like that in a school needs a person with them because they feel unsafe. But they don't have the resources,
0: which would be a, an SNA, especially an SNA S- or resources
1: teacher. Um, we would get an hour in our school, which was great. But after the hour. That you know, that was it.
0: He was unsafe. He felt he, unsafe again.
1: At some some days, yeah. Okay. Um, so
0: is he kind of still going in and out to the new so, school?
1: So, so any. Eventually, we were offered an alternative learning program out in Dunleary, which is a, It's it's like a youth center. It's offered for three days a week for a couple of hours for a short period of time. It was six weeks. And so he was able to go out and, you know, engage with his tutors, meet a couple of other children in the same boat and do some project work. But that's all with the view of getting back into school. I see. So after that programme, he had some success integrating back into school, but it it went very quickly downhill. It went back to the way it was.
0: While he was in the place in Dundleary, he must have had, uh, he must have been relieved to hear that he wasn't the only one.
1: He was and he was relieved to hear there was nothing wrong with him because mm. he went to that and no problem. He loved it. And so it's lovely to see after a year and a half of being in his room, it was lovely for him to have a purpose to get up every day. That was the biggest problem because the only thing he was getting up for was trying to get into school, which he failed every day. So you can imagine
0: ki- as the kind months... You're kicking yourself every single day. Every single
1: that. day he that. felt like he'd failed. And I couldn't reassure him because there was no, there was nothing else to offer him. Mm. I was, we were both, my husband and I, both saying, you've got to go to school. There's, you're 13. You can't, you've got to go to school. Yeah.
0: And you're you're legally required to ensure he gets an education. Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, we're saying all these things.
1: We talked about police. We talked about, you know, we tried everything we Mm. took away. All his lovely stuff. Then we went the other extreme and bought him all the lovely stuff as if it was a choice.
0: Punishment, reward.
1: Punishment, we did it all. Psychologists, We everything. did it all.
0: There must have been a, a psychologist or somebody, a counsellor somewhere along the, the line that said that pointed what, the issue.
1: There was lots of reasons thrown in, but I can honestly say, and I'm still not out of the woods now, but I can honestly say the pandemic was the start of it for him. Mm-hmm. He was in his room during pandemic and I have a daughter who's a year and a half younger than him. And I saw him withdraw in that time where really? I, she would be out in the garden talking to the neighbours over the wall. He withdrew. Um, and I think that was probably the start of something in his mind with regard to school. Does he agree? Not not yet. Not yet. He's not ready to talk about it yet. He's still 14. He's not hugely, although he's so articulate, he's not ready to go there yet. It's It's been a really, really rough road for him. He's still healing. So we will talk. We will talk to him again about it all, but he's not ready. Um, I feel crowd-led learning is difficult after pandemic for these children.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I feel that has played a huge role in it. I might be wrong.
0: Well, there are tens of thousands of, there, of yeah. kids not showing up and it's a big increase on what would exist before the pandemic. A lot of them are what we call school refusals. It's an ugly term.
1: It's a really ugly because term. Because
0: some of them are just, some of the kids are just saying, I don't want to go and you can't make me go. Uh, even though the parents are legally obliged to do it. It's it's an impossible situation for so many people. In your case, you your your child, I suppose you would say that he just couldn't, he couldn't go.
1: He couldn't go and he was at pains to tell us that. And he... he the only, the only way he knew to show us that he couldn't go was through these panic attacks. But he didn't get, he didn't feel heard for nearly two years. And it's funny, only the other day he turned round after the article and I said, how do you feel?
0: This was in the Irish Times. This was yep. in
1: the Irish Times, yes. I said, how do you feel? We'd spoken about the article before I wrote it. Yeah. And he said, I feel like you finally get it now. And he said, I want my education, but I couldn't get into school. And I said, sorry that we didn't hear you, but we had to keep trying because there was nothing else for you. And that broke our hearts. You know, we did a lot of research in that time. Mm. I, I stopped work. My work were really good to me. And, and you're in education. I'm in education. Tell so us what you do. I'm an S and A. And they gave me parental leave, which was amazing because I couldn't leave him on his own at this point. And I hammered on doors. I phoned everybody I could think of. I wrote millions of letters, not millions. I wrote a lot of letters and I kept asking. I kept asking the questions. "What, What can we do for him? We cannot leave him in his room. You can't leave a 13-year-old in their room, developing.
0: What, what were other parents saying to you at the beginning?
1: Other parents who were going through the same thing?
0: Well, other parents in general who are, are probably considering, look, tens of thousands of children were in the same boat. They were in lockdown. Well, they all had to go back to school I, and get I, on with it. Was I there understanding? or whether it's... No,
1: I think other parents were relieved it wasn't theirs. Right. Um, the other parents who are going through the same, they're, they're hard to fish out because it's such a private thing. Yeah. We, like, we felt like we'd lost control of our son. We felt like we'd lost our son because he wasn't the same child. And there, there is shame attached to it. There isn't now. But what, what do you mean you can't get your child to go to school? What do you mean they have to go to school? So you shut down. You, mm-hmm. you absolutely close down your bubble and you fight and um, we eventually, the, our educational welfare officer got involved and she was superb. Right. She was really supportive. She did try to get him to go back to school. But I think she had to visually see his response to, to understand, no, this, this child cannot go through another day of this. So she introduced us to the iSchool program. So the iSchool programme is an online-based learning programme offered for 13 to 16-year-olds. Okay. It's a charity-based service. They offer a Level 3 QQI, which is the equivalent of the junior cert. So they have issues with funding. They only have so many spaces per year. right
0: and this is a great service particularly for it children who are very is. unwell who who physically can't get Who interested.
1: physically can't so you can do it online or you can do blended learning in local centers Oh right So we applied for that for our son and we got refused um,
0: what was the grounds for the refusal
1: Um there is a huge criteria the recommendations come straight from the educational welfare officers Okay you everybody's at the end of the road when you're applying for this. Right. I mean, ideally, education and school are the best choice. Of course mm. they are. Nobody wants this. But when, when you have a child at home, not doing anything for two years. You'll do to, anything. You'll do anything. Of course, yeah. So I got turned down, but I was at the end of my road, so I wasn't going to take it. No. Because I, I had hit a wall. We, we'd we all hit a wall. My There's four of us in the family. um. I, I appealed and I won. So he started on that in January and he's a different child. Really? Yeah, we've got our son back. Extraordinary. Extraordinary.
0: And what are his days like now?
1: So his days are, he gets an inv- individualised lesson plan every morning and he submits his work. He gets daily interactions with the tutor and then he has a weekly video call with his mentor.
0: Are the daily interactions in person?
1: No, they're over the phone. He's doing it online because there was no blended centre near us. So he's doing it online. So it should take between six months and a year for him to get his level three qualification. Then the mentors and iSchool will help him decide on what comes next. So he may go back to education, he may go to a training centre. He may go on to the institute or the academy or one of these kind of centres. I don't know, but there's someone else in our world helping us.
0: But importantly, he's in education again. He's in education. What he's is the learning. difference between before, uh, just before he begins I school, and, and today?
1: So before he began iSchool, he would stay in his room all day. Right. He had very little to talk about, Oliver. We have a dog and he would tell me about the dog all day, the postman and everything.
0: That was his whole world.
1: That was his world. His world is so. His world still is so small. That's a big yeah. concern. But his his world was very small before, just before Christmas, and now he. I'm coming home, and he's telling me about what he learned and what his goals are. There's, you know, there's discussion boards, so he can he can connect with people. They do movie nights online. They're, they're in his world. Which there is a
0: community there. There
1: is a community. <laughs> He's He belongs again. Um, And obviously, since I've written the article in the newspaper, I've had a lot of pe- people reaching out. I had really? no idea there were so many children in our country going through this. I do have to say, Oliver, that they do offer home tuition hours at the end of the road.
0: And uh, did you try that?
1: My son did um, avail of them um, and they're super, don't get me wrong, but it's, a, it's sitting at the kitchen table with a grown adult for two hours, three days a week. Yeah. It's ticking the box of a state exam. This was so beyond a state exam. How do you mean? I mean that he needed to belong again. Yes, he needed yes, to okay. feel relevant, mm-hmm. he needed to feel accountable, he needed to enjoy life, enjoy learning.
0: That he was back in the world again. He was
1: back in the world.
0: So how are things in, in the house now? Is everything... Things
1: are good. There's things are good. We are so not out of the woods. It's mm-hmm. a very lonely road. It's a very unknown road. Yeah. Um, there's parallel lives going on with his peers who we would be friendly with. So that's not easy because obviously we're on the junior cert mocks at the moment, which is where he should be. But... I have every confidence in him. Really? I have every confidence in him. I just need doors to be opened. I need it to not be a stigma. And I need people to just open their minds and understand that some kids can't do it.
0: What doors would you like opened?
1: The same doors as every other child. I want all the education doors opened for him. The service have to be there the
0: to, to acknowledge that this is... Yeah, you know, this and is
1: ideally now. there needs to be more funding for the 13 to 16-year-olds.
0: He's not a child without interests. No, he's, he's not. Is he mad into sport?
1: He's very mad into football.
0: And did he manage to keep all of that going while he had the problem with school?
1: Uh, in in the dark days, no. He, right. his, his mental health was, was bad. He, he lost confidence in everything. But since we've called it a day and listened to him, he's back out there. He goes to the gym. He goes football. Really? Yeah. He is very into animals. So he does a huge amount with animals. He reads and he's writing books about animals. He walks a dog all the time. He's
0: Once he knew he wasn't going to have to be forced to school, mm-hmm. his world just completely opened up again. It's There's no sign
1: of it. He hasn't had a panic attack now in four or five months so we are hopeful but mm. we don't know what the future holds it's early days it's very early days never take it for granted because we, you and I get out of the car and go into work yeah it's very hard to understand I used to we used to be in the car park and I used to say you've just got to put one foot in front of the other and he couldn't do it and no one could tell me why
0: how have you been through all of this
1: well, my husband and my daughter and me it's it's been really hard because if we didn't it didn't it became about getting him into school our our whole lives became about getting him into school, so we all took a back seat um it it took a huge toll on my daughter who started secondary school this year um but she's resilient and she's been so supportive to him um but we were strong um We're really close. We're so close. It's made us all so close. (laughs)
0: Um, I have no doubt we're going to meet and hear from people um, who are in similar boat to yourself. What do you say to them?
1: Don't be ashamed. Let's find answers. Somebody's out there. There is always somebody out there to help you. These kids need every opportunity they can have. They deserve an education. We just need to find out how to give it to them.
0: Kerry, thank you so much for for sharing this story. We hear statistics, but there's nothing quite like hearing the hard human story behind the whole thing. I wish you and your family well, and especially the young fella.
1: Thank you. Uh,
0: Keep up the football and, uh, more importantly, the education. Thank you. But thank you so much. 51551, that's the text.
1: Oliver Callan on RTE Radio 1. Listen back on the RTE Radio app.